And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I tried it like eight years ago, and I still haven't come down from it. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm still high on life, and dude, I have Steve Irwin's yeah. energy, but it's with 800 milligrams of caffeine in me. I thought you were going to say you had his face tattooed on your butt cheek. I thought that's where that was going. No, no, no. no. I got Everyone read that, that, that is recording. Dude, woo. We're live. <laughs> we are live. Facebook group. Oh, Easy. I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> all I heard, I, all, I, I was so zoned into the into what I was doing. All Then I like, got pulled out just by the the conversation of Steve Irwin's butt cheek or some sort of thing like that. And I, we weren't going to go any further than that. Well, I, we can confirm that that is not the case, that he does not have that tattoo because he, um, AJ's butt cheek is prime, like advertising for clean freak right now. So oh, I mean, he's in like every single one of their reels. It's freaking hilarious. Hey, that is awesome. <laughs> The guys Amen. make great products, and they work even yeah. better when you find the world's best top-of-the-mountain toilet. I literally outhouse in the top of the, top of the mountain. Like, right. the top. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> awesome. Great All right, guys. Well, well, hey, I'm, I'm going to cut in and just do like a little bit of an intro housekeeping piece here. Welcome uh, to Boots by the Fire podcast weekly, coming in live at the, uh, the First Form Outdoors Facebook group. Some of you guys chiming in in the Facebook group. Jonathan, if you could watch the, the comments and everything over there. Um, I had posted a, a thing a little bit earlier to see if anyone wanted to or had any questions in that. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to chime in at the time, or at least they'll be able to drop them in. If you guys are chiming in live right now in the group, uh, definitely go through, drop your comments, everything uh, on the live feed and everything there so we can uh, go through and answer any questions overall um this this recording will be posted about a week after it actually um go is live and recorded here within the the facebook group itself and um yeah so if you guys are listening tuning into it on the the interwebs or the 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 unknowns right whether that could be i mean we got an Apple, we got uh, Spotify um, hosted pretty much on any major major platform out there. Um, if you guys are listening there, definitely jump into the First From Outdoors Facebook group and you get it a week early. We got some cool things we're going to be planning uh, coming up for the, the weeks ahead, different guests, all that kind of stuff. Which brings me to this week uh, is we're going to, I've had a handful of questions and I'm sure some of you guys have. Uh, we got, of course, Tom on here. Uh, the 51st state of America, right? Back's got its own zip code. And then uh, we got the coffee Viking. He, AJ has definitely had way too many 1P energy drinks. Uh, and then uh, our man, uh, Jonathan Redbeard Outdoors and his beautiful wife. All right, Jonathan, you can Let's leave. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> the... Uh, but overall, super excited and pumped for this this episode because, and I know some of you guys are gonna have to chime out. This is gonna be a really quick one, um, and just kind of getting to the brass tacks point of it. We might just jump in and have have some good conversations. But really, um, and who knows where where some of you guys ultimately have to dip out, jump out. Um, I know some of you guys have some prior obligations, but this week we wanted to dive in uh, to really. One, how did we get how do we get started in the hunting side of things? Everyone started in a little bit different of an area. Um, and then what do you like what would you do if you were doing it all over again? Like, you know, how'd you buy your first bow? I think even tying into the, the rifle hunting side of things, like someone's wanting to get started in the hunting category. Um, or even just shooting a bow, right? Like I've had a lot of questions about like, hey, where do I start? What's a good recommendation with a bow, with a site? Like a lot of people are just unsure of what to really do or where to start um so really i think it'd be cool just kind of hear each one of you guys is where you started um and i can chime in but i'll just i'll go last in that piece for all you guys like how do you get started hunting or shooting a bow and then then we'll just go from there cool all right rock and roll who wants to go first i ain't talking this will last a lot longer than an hour oh did jake just say he's not talking yeah. <laughs> All right. AJ, AJ I think you're up. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. Hey, happy to be. <laughs> so, I I've been I've been super excited for this specific topic. Um some of you may know that I I work I now work with 
bear archery who makes bows for toddlers all the way up to you know some top end shooters they have their own flagship bows things like that and everything in between so it's really cool to see the broad spectrum of what's actually available even just from one brand and then of course branching out and seeing the others so starting with what jake said um i was a suburbia kid playing all of the usual sports baseball basketball football um moved to uh rural ohio closer to my cousins i'm an older brother but i never had an older brother so in the summers if i wasn't playing baseball i would just go and hang out at his house and all of his buddies they were the stereotypical country boys they had the fast motorcycles the bows the loud guns all of it and i was just enamored with it because of course if anybody is a younger sibling you just want to do what the cool kids are doing and these these guys were shooting lights out i still remember um him and my other cousins they uh had a bunch of the matthews monster series which some people know what i'm talking about but it was just it was a model of bow that they had so fast forward i'm now 16 i'm like man i really want to get into this my cousin was like hey go take the safety course i did that and this kind of ties into jake your piece of the different outlets to be able to find your first gun or your first bow to be able to go and hunt I was going through the local community's like garage sale, like the whole community has an annual garage sale. And I'm walking through, walking through. I found still to this day, one of the best bows Matthews ever made. It's the Matthews Switchback XT. It was a single cam, it had a case, it came with some arrows. It had almost everything. I paid 400 bucks for it. Now granted, I had to go to the bow shop. I had to get a couple of other pieces, but in total, my first bow setup, and it was amazing. I shot it for six years, six, seven years. I was in and out the door with everything. I'm ready to hunt aside from getting camo at 600 bucks, maybe 600 bucks. And that's still doable even with new bows in today's day and age. Um, and so that's kind of, where I started, how I got started, my first bow. Um, and I would like to just, I cannot stress enough to anybody listening to this. Anyone that says you have to spend two to three grand on a bow setup has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. You can get into this sport for as little as it'd be pushing it, but you can get into this sport for as little as four to 500 bucks. And yes, you absolutely can buy the top of the line, everything. And you're out the door at 2,500, you know, there. So that's kind of my intro, my piece to it all. Yeah. And I just want to go off, off of that for just a sec is like one of my first bows was a Hoyt XT 2000. I mean, as a kid, I grew up like that was my first bow, right? I first bow was like the little kitty. What I was uh, 15, 16. Cool. Yeah, just for reference. Yeah, yep. So actually, no. Wow, you are getting. Yeah, it would have been. It's been a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time. I'm just trying to think like what I went out and what I actually hunted with. That would have been. No, I would have been 12 years old. Yeah. I've been 12 years old. So I, I saved up. I mean, Dude, I pick rock on the farm, and I, I mean, I did all sorts of different chores to go through and save up for this bow, right? But that bow, like, set up, uh, everything on its sights, all that stuff, I ended up, I think I got it, and that was, like, a nice bow back then. And even today is a great bow for someone to go through and start with, even being a little bit older. Um, but that, I mean, shot my first buck with it, all these things, but that was, I think, 650 bucks right when I ended up getting it and you could go to a local bow shop and find those different bows and that was a lot of money back then I mean it's that's a lot of money for anyone especially at that age doing that different stuff but I remember saving up because that was like the big thing and dad's like this you sure this is the one you want yep this is the one I'm going with right because it looked cool yeah um and uh but to go forward on that my one of the bows the bow I got after that was actually a bear um, and I stopped, I went, when I went to Chicago to go for a, a CrossFit cert that I did, I stopped in at a Cabela's. I'm like, oh, I'll look at guns, ended up buying a bow. Um, so got in there and I found a bear, like it was 250 bucks. It was a last year's model. 
everything. It had the site, had a rest, everything set up on it. So to for for any of you guys who are going through and listening, like whether you go to I mean, I, I highly recommend going to local bow shops, right? Go to different archery, like your local archery ranges. A lot of those guys go through and do different like swap meets and different stuff like that or different things of that nature um, and all that kind of stuff. Because there's like, yes, you can you can get into this for a couple hundred bucks. It's just if you're going to get something that's used and all that stuff, I would definitely look at like meet them at a bow shop, right? Or have someone that you know who does like... I've had a couple people go through and send me listings on bows on Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that. Like, hey, what do you think of this? Is this a good idea? Like, don't be afraid to reach out to your buddies, your friends, or even people you don't know, right, that you look to as a lead. Like myself, Tom, AJ, Jonathan, like I know every single one of us would be like, no problem. Like send us a, a, a photo or a listing of something you're looking at. Like love to be able to go through and at least give our two cents in it. My reply is normally like, Hey, meet them at a bow shop and have like the bow tech, just like check it out, give a rundown. Like, what do you got to do? Cause normally you want to check strings and all that stuff. So. And, and if you meet at a bow shop, more than likely you can ask that individual, Hey, do you care if I shoot it? A bow shop is absolutely going to let you shoot it because the bow yeah. shop and wants to be the one that tunes the bow up for you. And yep, so it's exactly. an easy way to really figure out like, hey, do I really want this bow um, if you're going, you know, used from somebody else? Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. There, there's a lot of features like uh, it's not like getting a rifle or something else that there's length to pull and stuff with with firearms. But with a bow, I mean, it's got to be very specific, almost down to the quarter of the inch for your draw length to be correct. And you want to make sure that you go somewhere. Um, and I'd look for a, a pro shop or someone that you trust that mm -hmm. can make sure you've got the right draw length and such. Cause you, I would hate for anyone. And I hate when I am up at wild arrow and people bring in a bow that they bought used, we'd love to work on it, but then we have to order new cams or something because the draw length isn't right. And they're not going to have the best experience. So now they're in an, another couple hundred bucks when they could have bought basically for the same price, a new bow that's in. I hate to say entry-level bow, but more of a, um, you know, it's a starter bow in a way. Like you're not spending two grand on a bow. Uh, Hoyt makes some great ones. I know PSE makes great ones. I know uh, Bear makes some great ones. And uh, I think Matthews has the Genesis line. Um, there, there's some great bows out there that I'd say are mid-tier. And you can get all arrows, everything, for right at or just under a 1000 bucks, And it's a bow that will last you an extremely long time. Uh, and, and you don't need to go spend these two, three, sometimes even $4,000 on a, on a bow to just get started. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, Tom, how did you, cause I know you didn't, you didn't just come up in it and that, like, how did you get started? Or what was your process of even look like, how did you choose your bow and do different stuff that you're doing? What I feel like you guys literally all the stuff negative you said you shouldn't do cued my story up perfectly because it's everything <laughs> you did. So it's absolutely perfect because I didn't come from a family that hunted. Like we weren't even allowed to like mess with BB guns or nothing because because my mom was such like a worrier that she she literally like Christmas story thought we'd shoot her eye out. You're so, gonna like, shoot out, dude. That's just what it was. So basically, I got into hunting close closer to my thirties. And my buddy invited me on a rifle hunt in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan to go whitetail hunting up there. So that was like my first experience. Saw some deer, nothing, no, didn't shoot nothing. But as far as bows were concerned, I got into it as a lot of guys nowadays with listening to podcasts, Joe Rogan, Cam Haynes, all that kind of deal. And I got kind of jacked up about it. Obviously, Cam Haynes was a Hoyt guy back then. So, all right, well, Hoyt's got to be it. So I started scamming for Craigslist. But the problem with me is I'm left-handed and I'm a bigger guy, which a lot of draw lengths don't really match up. Nor do I really know how important draw lengths are when I'm looking at my first bow. So I found one on Craigslist. Um, it, just like AJ said, it was probably about 500 bucks. It had everything complete. It was a Hoyt Carbon Spider Turbo. So great bow. Um, it was really, really nice bow. Still shoots nice. But the problem is, is the draw length is a solid two inches shorter than what it should have. So I literally, again, had to adapt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I had to adapt. My, basically, like everything I was like YouTubing and figuring out what I was, you know, how to do it and what to do. I then had to modify it. So now I'm in this kind of place where I got this whole setup. I said, arrows, everything. We're now I basically have to get something new because I'm not, I mean, at that point now I'm in that stage where I did the beginner thing again. And 
obviously made some mistakes. Uh, but I did buy it from a guy who uh, seemed somewhat trustworthy, having three fingers on one hand. Uh, told me that that's why he was getting rid of it, was because he lost his fingers. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, so I pulled it back. I dry fired it. The string came off. Oh, it, I'm telling you, nightmare. I, I don't. I had no idea what I was doing. I never picked up a bow before that. And like I already, I guess before I dry fired, I knew I was gonna buy it, because like everything looked good, <laughs> and his and his story sounded good. I did not expect. Um, really, but then, but then, bro, like, <laughs> Well, and I, and I know how much the people at the bow shop love the carbon spider, so they would probably all have heart attacks hearing that you've dry fired one. Well, I didn't tell them. I, so I went to the bow shop because obviously I had to get it put on. And I told it was my like, hey, something's wrong. Like, oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't that old either. So then I thought it was stolen. So then I'm like, I'm going to bring it to this bow shop. But again, I know nothing. They're going to be like, that looks like familiar. And I'm going to get arrested because they think I stole it. <laughs> so... I told him I only spent 500 bucks. Like, there's like $1,600 worth of stuff on here. I'm like, oh, so it was a good deal? He goes, it was a great deal. I'm like, well, I'm like, well, the string was off when I bought it. Is that a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, for any of you that have ever worked with mechanics or, I mean, Tom, you're a trainer in the app. I'm sure there's plenty of times you get people sending photos to you and they're like, Oh, I don't know what's what's wrong, and you immediately know they're not following their diet. All of those oh, yeah. bowtechs were like, "This guy." This <laughs> yeah, guy. yeah dude. And I walked into this bow shop. I walked into this bow shop. All the lights are off. There's two guys, late sixties, sitting on a seventies couch, and I'm like, "No one else is in this place." I'm like, "Is this? Is this? Are you guys open?" They're like, "Yeah, what's up?" I'm like, "Um, this this bowstring. I just bought this." They're like, oh, come on back. Sure enough, once I went back, it was the whole store. But the front was just where they had, like, the whole range and everything. The lounge. I'm going to get murdered in this place. And they're going to steal the (laughs) bar. For those of you listening, maybe don't go to that bow shop as your first bow shop. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, what in the world, dude? I learn something new every day. I I can't even tell my I can't even tell my story at this restrict- point. Like, there's nothing that'll top that. Yeah, no, I don't. Exactly. I feel like the hey, call I, could hey, I, did, I did blame this that if there was something that you could go wrong, I did it wrong. Hey, you you so, let us know ahead of time. If yeah. you ever give me shit but, about my shoes again, I will never let shoot? you. Stop. Hey, all you have to do is keep sending you that one pick, that one pick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Inside joke. Inside joke. So... Uh, <laughs> I was just about but to yeah, say. So that, that's basically my story. I shoot now. I got to get a new one. What's that? I was I was just, I wasn't sure if we were still on that. Are you getting a new bow? I'm going to get a new bow. I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm not sure what I'm going to get, when I'm going to get it. But it definitely is going to happen this year because the thing, too, is it was 20 and a half, and it worked well when I was about 220. Well, now I'm inching close to 270, and so now my mechanics – are all off and I it's re- the draw like is really bad now. Yeah. So now it's like where I'm almost uncomfortable because I like where I could I could really like t- hold it tight. And even though mm-hmm. even though it was full, even though I got the cams, you know, reset and everything, now I'm un it's, I feel like it's unsafe because I feel like mm-hmm. I don't have the full control when it's full draw. So right now it needs now it needs to be upgraded. So yeah. Yeah, I love that verbiage. I love that verbiage. You need a new bow. I do. My man. My man. It would be be unethical. It would be unethical for the animals. (laughs) Yeah. What Tom is doing right now, his bow is unsafe for his draw length, so he has to get a new bow. Yes. At least that's what we all tell our wives. Necessity. (laughs) That's what Jonathan will tell your wife too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll help you out. I'll make you a nice receipt and everything. It was only 400 bucks. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, what about you? I know you're yeah, going to have to The other tip, too, guys, the other tip is uh, if you're getting a new rifle, new pistol, or new uh, – and I, I know my wife's not listening to this, so I can say this. But uh, uh, any new bows or anything, use the same case. They won't know a difference. <laughs> that's a, that's just that's put it, level hack there. just put it in the same bow case beat up whatever just carry it in the house in the same case they won't know difference 
no, but but in in all reality, um, no, my my story is a little little different. It's not nearly as cool as uh, as Tom's, and I'm gonna have to cut it short here. Uh, I've got to go in. My son's got a a jujitsu test, um, so I'm really excited about that for him. But just real quick, I was hunting with the guy that got me into Western hunting when I came out here. Um, he kept kind of like poking at me like, Hey, you love being out there. You're okay with, you know, like struggling, trying to get closer to the deer. You're not taking like these thousand yard shots. You want to get as close as possible, even with a rifle. Um, here's the hunting seasons and more opportunity that you have as a, as an archer. Um, here's what you're looking at here. And, and that's when I started doing my own research. And I'm one of those guys, um, that I'm not the most fiscally responsible. So when it comes to money stuff, definitely go to Clint. Don't go to me. Um, but, uh, I, I wanted to go all in, right. I wanted, I wanted a bow that was going to last me a long time. Uh, knowing that, you know, I just, I was going to use it. I was going to beat it up. I was going to use it. I wanted to trust in it. And so, uh, finally, after a couple years of my buddy Brent, um, kind of poking at me and saying that he didn't have anyone else to go with him. Um, you know, I, I started going into wild arrows, started picking their brains, started doing my research and finally got the bow that I wanted and got set up that way. Now I knew, so I've got a 28 to 28 and a half inch draw length. So it's not too short, but it's also not the longest. And so I wanted to get the most out of the bow for me. And I knew for that, you know, I wanted to hit the 80 pound draw length or draw weight, but I was not ready for that. I could barely get 70 pounds back. And um, for anyone getting into archery, let your ego aside. I don't care how jacked you are. It's going to be hard to pull back 60, 70, 80 pounds in a bow. Um, I don't care how many face pulls you do. I don't care how much you bench. I don't care about any of that. It's just, it's hard. And if you don't believe me, go go watch. Um, Cam Haynes did a video with, uh, oh, frick, one of the, one of the, the strongest man competitors, Eddie Hall. And I mean, he's one strong man internationally, right? And he couldn't pull the bow back that Cam Haynes pulls back every single day, multiple times a day. So that just kind of proves the point. But anyway, long story short, I went, got my stuff set up and then I shot my bow for a year before I had a big game tag in my pocket. And that was me personally. I just wanted to be as ethical as possible. I wanted to know what I was shooting, where I was shooting, and trust my shot and, and genuinely go through the process of learning my bow, um, being able to draw back from any position, seated, kneeling, standing, and not have to yank it back because I'm you know drawing too much weight. Um, the, only, the biggest tip that I would say to people getting into archery is let your ego go. Cause you can kill stuff with a 50 pound bow like that. It's, it's not a, it's not a high school locker room measuring contest, right? It's you, you need to get where you can ethically draw your bow back in a safe manner and make a good shot on the animal because you owe it to the animal that you're hunting. And if you're just target shooting, same thing, you don't want to destroy your shoulder. You want to be able to have longevity in your shoulder, um, and, and enjoy the sport for a long, long time. So, uh, yeah. Well, and, and to Jonathan's point, you're actually going to progress and get better faster if you let your ego aside. It's just like anything mm -hmm. else. You know, everyone always talks about being coachable. There's, mm -hmm. Archery is no different. If you let your ego out the door and you start taking in all of this information, now all of a sudden, mentally, you're getting smarter. And then physically, when you go out and you practice and you start using some of these uh, tips and tricks that mm -hmm. you've already uh, watched and learned, once again, you're, you're going to progress and the learning curve is going to be much less than if yeah. you were stubborn and you're like, no, I got to do it this way. Yep. Yeah. That's well, I know uh, Tom and Jonathan had to had to dip out. They had some prior things that they had to be able to go go get to in that. But just even to kind of to go off of that, that's the, the one thing I thought about there, AJ, was, um, you know, if you lower the weight, you're going to put yourself in a position to create better habits, right? Like if you have heavy weight, you're not going to have a good solid draw cycle, right? You're not going to be able to go through and learn those different little things there um, mm -hmm. that allow you to just start securing better overall habits to where you can actually hold the bow, you can feel the bow. 
I know, <laughs> I know personally, even this uh, last year, um, even with mine, and I mean, my, my draw on mine, I believe it's right around, it's like 76 pounds. Yeah. Right. So it's like up in the, the higher, higher poundage to it. And I've had ones that are higher than that. And I've had ones lighter than that, but you know, you start going through different drills like blank bailing or, you know, draw, pause, let down, draw again and shoot. Like there's different drills you can do while shooting a bow just to become very proficient. And, and um, simulate real time situations like that stuff happens in the woods. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how, once you've drawn back, how quiet and gently can you let your bow down, right? And be able to draw again, just to stimulate, like if you're in a tree stand and you draw back on a white tail, like if you're holding that bow for a good minute, and then you gotta let it down. Like, are you jumpy? Does your does your arrow jump out of the rest? Like all this different stuff. Like that could be the difference between spooking that buck or you know having maybe a second attempt. Right. Um, so and that's and it just it's it's learning good different habits. I think that's something that I wish I would have done even at a younger age. Like I mean, I spent some one of the guys in the the chat like yeah, first bow was like one of the little kitty fiberglass kind of ones. Like that was that's what I started with. Right. Was, there's a, there's a reason bear makes so the the legit model that's what it's called the bear legit. There's a reason that it goes all the way up to 29 inch draw in a 70 pound weight. It's mm -hmm. because it's designed to grow with the shooter. Whether right. you're new right. to archery, whether you're young, whether you're old, you know whatever. You know there yeah. are bows out there. That's just that's the one I know off the top of my head. But there's bows yeah. out there that are designed to grow with the individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the the other piece to go outside of the bow, and I mean, we could, you guys, no matter what, <clears throat> the, the most, for anyone who's new and listening to the podcast is like, no matter where you're at, like, don't be afraid to ask questions, right? Like the ego is not just with poundage of bow or any of those things, but like, don't be afraid like you're not going to have it figured out you're not going to be perfect right but ask questions go into a local bow shop go into your local you know your hunting store like and you know pick up a gun right feel it right pick up the bow don't you know you could go into a bow shop like don't feel like you got to buy the one that's the first one you pick up like go through and try five six different bows ask to draw them back shoot them whatever it is like i mean Try all the brands. They all shoot differently. They all have different draw cycles, all of it. Well, and and I know I'm very blessed. I live in, in Columbus, Ohio, so I have three of the best bow shops in Ohio. Um, Fisherman's, Fisherman's Warehouse, Attaboy's Archery, and Buckeye Archery Supply within an hour drive of me. Um, mm -hmm. And I tell everyone, go into these bow shops. And once again, you know, obviously set – take the ego out of it like we were saying and go into it explain to them hey listen i'm looking to get into archery this crazy guy on the internet called the coffee viking said to come here and ask if i could shoot as many bows as possible and i will guarantee you if it is a reputable worthy bow shop they're going to light up and they're going to say, absolutely, here, start with this release. It's a little it's a little more of a beginner release, but it'll get the job done. You're going to want to feel X, Y, Z when you're drawing these bows back. And here's seven bows for you to check out. 100%. That's, and that goes in any, any area that you guys are at, right? Like any of those different shops and areas, like and you have a friend or a family member around, like don't be afraid to ask them like, hey, what would you recommend for a local bow shop, right? Or, you know, a local, I mean, not just a bow shop. Like I want to get it very, very clear. Like, and even in the comments, like if you guys are in the, the Facebook group, if you go through and drop it down to where um, the, you know, drop where you're at, like, you know, kind of the city you're at, drop it in the comments. And then like the, the bow shop that you go to, right? Or the, the store, you know, the supply store that you go to. Uh, and that, you know, if, if you have anything great to say about them is like, you know, being able to share those different local shops and things like that with people around you and other individuals that, you know, you trust, like I'm all for that. You guys can definitely go through and drop that in the chat, whether you jump into this and watch the recording later or, um, or you're doing it now. Um, but it goes no different for shooting rifles. You know, it goes no different in those different areas. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions and get involved overall. And 
you know, you don't, just like the bow, you don't need a $2,000 bow to go out and start shooting. You don't need a $500 sight. And this is for a lot of the younger younger kids and a lot of a lot of people I feel like they get caught up in like just keeping up with the Joneses and all this other stuff, right? Like, dude, I, I like nice things. I am fortunate enough to where it's like, I'm in a position to where I go through and I mean, I honestly like I save up my money and I put money aside because that's what I choose to go through and spend my money on in different areas um, to where it's like, I started with like a True Glow site. I think it was $25, right? Like when I first started kind of thing. So it's like. I, I was just gonna mention like to your point, what are some outlets people can go to to find these deals on, you know, a site for 25 bucks from True Glow or, you know, just anything to find a good deal to be, just to get into the sport. Dude, get into that. I mean, multitudes of different areas. And here, I always start with, of course, the local spots, right? Like, but you could definitely go to like your local Walmart and pick up one of those things, right? Uh, go to Facebook Marketplace, look up bows, look up sites. Like the thing is like a site on Facebook Marketplace or, you know, you get into these different um, like uh, swap meet Facebook groups and all that stuff. Like make sure you're not getting scammed because there's a lot of different shit like that goes on. Well, Go and and with that, just to break that down, because I used to um, before I started, you know, working with different companies, I used to be heavy into Facebook and the buy. So everything on Facebook, there are buy, sell, trade groups there. I, I remember I was a part of the Matthews Brotherhood. I haven't looked at it in a while. The last time I was on it, there was 52,000 members in this group. And that's all it was, was buy, sell, trade. There's a uh, 12,000 person uh, archery release group. The entire group is just buying, selling, trading, different releases and uh, hinge style versus thumb button versus wrist release, ver you know, and the get into those groups. If you just type in like archery site into groups, it'll pop up a plethora of them. But yep. the one thing, and it is a non-negotiable, the only time people get scammed is if they don't use PayPal goods and service. PayPal goods and service, you spend an extra 3%. And it ensures whatever it is that's coming to you. And don't do Venmo. Do not get talked into PayPal friends and family. Use PayPal goods and service because sometimes, a lot of times, if a deal seems too good to be true, it is. And when you tell that individual, oh, I only use PayPal goods and service, if they all the students all of a sudden start coming up with, re well, I don't have that. We can do friends and family and avoid the fee. I can just, Ven or you can just Venmo me, blah, blah, Just cut the conversation. There are more bows out there. There are more um, firearms out there. There are more uh, sites and accessories and things like that. That is like the asterisk of if you are going to use Facebook or Facebook groups, PayPal, goods and service, non-negotiable. No, that's a great point. I'm glad you bring that up because that is like I, you see those different things in there and there's definitely there's going to be those individuals and it's sad to say, but um, you got to watch out for it and watch out for each other. Right. Like in those different areas. Um, but that's yeah, I think like Facebook Marketplace, the, the groups, all those different things like I mean, that doesn't just go for bows, guys, or releases or sites like that goes diving into the, the camo side of things, backpacks, gear, all this stuff like. For some of you guys who are starting out, like definitely like you can go in there and get into some of those things relatively like inexpensively um, versus going out like in, and when the time comes and you want to go through and invest into a brand new bow. Awesome. Right. Um, but don't feel like you are. You have to get trapped into those different scenarios. Right. And that That's for me. Like even when I had like my bow, my, that bear bow, cause I still have it. It's like the, I call, call it like the gateway drug. Cause that's the one that I give anyone here at headquarters to like just start shooting. It's how I got Sean. It's how I got uh, Jeff. Like it's like getting these other guys, guys and girls. And then I got Tina's bow that I've, I've given to a couple of the girls to go through and try like letting them go through and shoot and try the bow, right? And like, hey, take it. My only ask is like, if this is something you want to go through and do and you end up loving it, 
right, go through, and either the bow gets passed on or it comes back to me, right, when you get a new one, right? And that's really, that's the only thing that I've asked on it. But it's a great way because what I, what I hate to be able to go, or hate to see is where someone goes and drops $1,500 on a bow and then they just don't end up shooting it, right? Or they right. don't, they don't absolutely love it, right, in those areas. And then they almost have like this buyer's remorse to it, right? So, um, but no, I think just keeping it simple. Facebook marketplace, trade, the groups, the, the PayPal piece is a great tip overall. Um, but, and then just dropping the egos overall and just having a good time. So uh, anything you guys want to go, go through and close or can even add in or think? I mean, I feel like we really hit the nail on the head. I, I, I mean, I said my two pieces with regards to the, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to get into these sports. You can get in at a good price and have an absolute blast with it. And then the other aspect is um, there's a number of different outlets for you to be able to use to, to purchase these things. For PayPal, goods and services, if you're not going to a reputable bow shop. And then the third piece is, once again, Instagram is the coffee Viking. I love technology i love talking bows i love talking specs and things like that if you have any question i don't care how big or how small the question is shoot me a message would love to chat with you guys regarding that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what real quick um any any top apps that you would recommend to anyone getting into the the outdoor hunting side of things top apps yeah um, I mean, once you get into the actual hunting side of things, there's a number of really good um, mapping apps and things along those lines. But more so than, than app specific is uh, YouTube. YouTube is a great resource. There's a number of just incredibly good individuals putting out really amazing education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. It definitely, it's like the voice isn't there. Might be too loud and catching the background noise. Hey, I think I'm catching background music. Am I back? There Can you, you hear me? Yeah, you're back. So more important than apps, um, YouTube is a great resource. There's amazing individuals on there. Um, some of the top educational individuals that I steer people towards, um, Chris B, uh, know him personally. He's a great guy. Seek One um, Productions. I know those guys personally. They uh, do a. They did a lot of really good, um, like breakdowns. Like what's the best broadhead on the market, and they shoot mm -hmm. a bunch of. Them. So, things yeah. like that, and then I, I still feel like the the top dog from an educational piece is John Dudley. He does an amazing job breaking stuff down in a very basic manner that's really mm -hmm. easy to consume knowledge and understand. So. More so than just apps, I would say check YouTube and check for, you know, good individuals. Yeah, and that goes and, in any, any category. And of course, everything is a great deal. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's a big piece, even with the outdoor piece here, guys. Is like, I mean, some of you guys might like a different pack or a different bow or, you know, all those things. Like, it doesn't matter. We'll see you later, AJ. It really does not matter what what bow, what pack, any of that different stuff you run. Like at the end of the day, it's going to come down to personal preference. Like I don't, I don't care what bow you shoot or gun you shoot or pack you run, right? Like there's a lot of great individuals out there. When we think about First Form Outdoors and just the community as a whole and really why we got started is like we're here to go through and create an impact in the outdoor space by being better individuals ourselves. Like we've gotten to a point in the, really the outdoor industry where I see it as like the outdoor industry and when money is exchanged and these different things ultimately takes place, like it is, it is diminished and created a division within the community of the outdoor space where it doesn't matter like what bow you shoot, what gun you shoot, what pack you run, all that stuff. Like there are phenomenal individuals out there within the, the ecosystem, within the companies, there are phenomenal products. Um, and really at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. It's like, are we, are we taking care of the woods? Are we taking care of the waters? Are we taking care of each other and treating each other with respect, regardless of what their style of hunting is or not? It's like, if you shoot a crossbow, it doesn't matter. Like you are still a hunter. You are still enjoying the outdoors. It does not make you less of a, of a person because that's the way you choose to go through and enjoy the outdoors yourself, right? Like 
there, there's too much division that happens within the outdoor space. And, um, and it's like, we need to be better. Like we need to make sure we are taking care of our own to where there's a lot of gatekeeping uh, that happens. And there is a lot of ego in the outdoor space. And I understand that people take a lot of pride and they put a lot of time and work and all this stuff into what they do. It's like, we need to be better individuals ourselves and make sure that we're waking up. And it's like, there's no government entity. There's no organization that's literally gonna go out there and just do it all for us. Like it comes down to each and every one of us being a better version of ourselves, right? And really, how are we treating each other? How are we talking to people at the trailhead? How are we talking to them at the boat dock? All that stuff. So. I wanted to go through and uh, just kind of to, to finish the, the piece out, being that we started the conversation kind of with like Fred Bear and really just one of the, the godfathers of archery and just in the, the hunting side of things and really um, a true spearhead when it comes into the, the hunting and outdoor legacy um, overall. And I, I love his quotes. I love his thoughts. I love everything that, you know, he represents in the outdoor space. And this, this is a quote by him. It says, go afield with good attitude, with respect for wildlife you hunt and for the forest and fields in which you walk. Immerse yourself in the outdoor experience. It will cleanse your soul and make you a better person. And if there's anything, like think about that. If there's anything I could ask for any of you guys who are listening right now, um, one, enjoy the outdoors respect it, treat it with respect, right? Have fun, right? Believe it better than you found it. And then get other people involved, right? Maybe there's that friend or family member, that coworker that's never done it. Like be an individual who, who is there to help get other people involved. And I challenge all of you guys, like I understand like it, it can be challenging in knowing who to go through and trust, right? And it's not saying you have to let everyone else go out hunting with you or fishing or but it's like, if we want to create a bigger impact in the outdoor space, if we want to go get more people and gain more of these rights and get more land and do all this stuff for more people to do things like we need to do our part in, in really getting rid of the gatekeeping to all of this and being individuals and stewards of, of really being the, the go-to people to help people overall. So um, you guys are listening in the, like on, on whether it's Spotify, Apple, any of those things, like if you're not in the First Form Outdoors Facebook group, we welcome you. Whether you're a, a hunter, a fisherman, hiker, camper, off-roader, it doesn't matter. Like if you love the outdoors, that's a place for you. We'd love to see you in there. Uh, for all you guys tuning in tonight, uh, definitely just, I wanna let you know, I appreciate you guys. We couldn't do this, like watching this community grow. Um, I know there's more, I mean, of course, like Tom, AJ, uh, Jonathan, like I know they've they've gotten on and been been posts within the the podcast and everything here, and it's like it's individuals like these guys, uh, individuals like all of you guys who are tuning in. Like this is not Jake's community. This is not just for like this is not First Forms community. Like this is the First Form Outdoors community. It's you. This is nothing without you as individuals, and the impact we have is going to be based off of the efforts each and every one of us puts in. Um, and for those of you guys who have gone through and invited people to the Facebook group, uh, you've gotten in, in like friends and family involved, like we see stories, we sell stuff like, um, it's super, super cool to be able to see the community grow and people helping out each other and inviting individuals to be more involved and engaged and just watch this community grow, like foundationally based with living a healthy, fit, active lifestyle to experience more of the outdoors right but outside of that like when we can take care of ourselves when we can take care of our brothers or sisters the generations before us and after us like creates a ripple effect out to where we we are setting up the next generation in a better position than we are in now right and i think that's one of the best things we could ultimately do and look at not just living a lifestyle allows us to pass it on but actually stick around to have more of those experiences so um hey can i Tom, emphasize something jake <clears throat> gonna say, go ahead go ahead yeah. Um, so obviously mine was funny. I had all the sorts of crazy shit happen. Like when I was trying to get into it, all of that happened because of my insecurity for asking for help for being someone who came from a family with no hunting for being so ignorant to anything, hunting, anything regarding bow on bows, anything. I felt like embarrassed that I didn't know anything. So because of it, I went out on my own and made all those mistakes. So if you're someone that was like me and you didn't grow up in that type of family, you didn't have anyone to learn from, use 
the first home outdoors group, especially if you're not listening, you're not in here already listening, if you're on Spotify or on Apple, and you have any interest at all, this is the community you want to look for. All the people in this community are willing to help. Not just me, you, Jonathan, AJ. It's everyone here. Everyone is willing to lend a hand. That's what the, that's what the community we've been creating. So if you are someone that even has the slightest interest in it, don't be insecure like I was. Don't make the mistakes on your own like I was. Get into this group. Ask for help. Ask anyone. Throw a post out there. Hey, I'm interested. What can I have? I think a couple months ago when I first decided to get a bow, I threw out, hey, who's got a who's got, you know, bow idea, you know, bow insights to what's out there, what's new, what's available. That thing exploded with everyone trying to help me figure out what I should get. So again, everyone is here to help. So don't be the silent one on the outside making all the mistakes like I did. Yeah. The well, community I, is here to help you. <clears throat> yeah. And that's that thank you for sharing time. Because that's that that's a big piece of it because we see a lot in the, the outdoor industry to where it's like I'm a part of different and this is this is one of the 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 cultural shit show issues that is wrong in the outdoor space like I, I don't like normally utilizing like absolutes but it is just blatantly wrong you have grown ass men and grown ass women going through and bickering back and forth about it like this is better than that and all these different things like you have your own you're entitled to your own personal opinions right and the things you like and you enjoy but that shouldn't entitle you to go through and bash someone about something they're looking at using, right? Like going through and doing that because you don't know where they're at in their journey. Like how would you like to be told that you're an idiot or you're stupid? Because a lot of times like there's no dialogue throughout this and someone might just be trying to get something started new or thinking this way or that way. And like you might go in there and it totally derails all of it, right? And it, it goes no different than someone who's stealing a tree stand or taking all this stuff like, Dude, that's all stuff that we need to go through and just be better individuals ourselves. Because when I had my stand and my blind and everything stolen down here in St. Louis hunting public land, like I'm like I'm at this point where it's like I'm not even mad in those scenarios. It's just a testament of like, dude, we got a long way to go, and we can all be better as individuals. Like, like as as outdoors men and women across the board, we all can do better because those individuals, I firmly believe inside, like inside my soul, my heart, everything that they did not purposely go out there and just steal my stand or steal my saddle platform or sticks like they didn't just purposely do it they were either taught to do that or they had someone else happen to it like had it happen to them themselves right so you, you think about those scenarios like that's us like we, we need to do better right we need to make sure we're taking care of the generations coming up behind us like how are we leading by example right if i see a, a uh, you know, I'm going to have my little girl growing up, right? We go out hunting. I'm walking past stands and different deer cameras or something. I might throw up the deuces, right? And just say, Hey, it's another hunter. Right. And like, I'm going to teach her how to go through and respect this versus being like the parent who's like, Oh, I'm going to, I watch one of my buddies, Tim, he went through and had his, his deer camera out on, on some public land and someone wrapped the, the strap all the way around it. And it's been out there for a good amount of time. It's like, what are we doing? Like we're, we're teaching other generate, like the next generation to essentially treat our brothers and sisters in the outdoor space, like complete shit. Like it, it just baffles me. Right. So like, yeah, we all put in our time and we all do these different things, but guess what? It's public land and it's private land. And like, but we all share them no matter what. And that it all comes back to all of us, like doing better. And inside of these groups to go to Tom's point, what I really want to hit on is Guys, inside of the First Form Outdoors group, like you're not gonna see those different bashes. Like it's people who generally wanna go through and help and I won't tolerate it, right? Like if I see there's like those different things where people are bashing on each other and hating on each other, like there is enough of that negative shit out there in the world, like that's not gonna happen here. Like we're here to go through and support and push. I don't care what camo, I don't care what bow, I don't care any of it, right? Like the individuals long are character. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Friendly banter is okay. And we're good <laughs> through that. Hey, all right. I have my Matthews. I have my bear too. I'm just going to, I'm going to get one of each. I got to go to Facebook marketplace so I can go get a bow tech and that too. So that way no one can give me shit. <laughs> um, but, but that's like, I, dude, I get, I get so fired up about this because I see I see us as individuals and brothers and sisters in this space. And 
it breaks my heart when I come across and see literally it's, it's like family feuds. And it's just sad, right? Like it really, really, truly is. So um, I just want to say thank you for all you guys who hold yourself to a higher standard and just like have that point of integrity in here. Like, yes, as first form, we are a supplement company, right? We sell different products and all those things. And yes, it's first form outdoors within this community, right? We're going to focus on living a healthy, fit, active lifestyle, right? Like within the first form outdoors group and just everything within here. But like that, that piece of it, like, I don't ever want you to get it twisted. Like the, the, the core mission of that entire group is to be individuals who are going to go through and leave the entire outdoor community and industry in a better place than we ultimately found it. And that, and I can't thank each and every one of you guys enough for being a bigger part of it. So anything you want to add to finish it out, Tom? No, that was a good mic drop. I'm good. Mic drop. Cool. Yeah, All right. Good. Appreciate you coming on, being a part of it, dude. I know you're, you're busy. You got stuff you're doing and everything everyone does Friday night. Uh, yeah. For all you guys tuning in in the, the, the Facebook group, appreciate you all. Love you guys. Um, for everyone who's tuning in anywhere else, definitely join the Facebook group. I know I've already said like probably three times. I get, you know, <laughs> keep going. I can keep going, right? Um, but no, definitely we'll be back here next Friday, 6 p.m., um, should have a good topic and everything up for you guys. We'll go through and drop something in earlier into the Facebook group next week. This podcast will go live uh, prior to next Friday uh, for anyone and everyone who ultimately wants to be able to go through, share it. Appreciate anyone who has gone through, liked, shared, uh, left a review, any of those kind of things on there. Uh, within the podcast, it's, it's growing organically. So any help that ultimately can uh, be given, like appreciate every single piece of it. Getting this message out there is ultimately going to create a bigger impact in the outdoor space. And, and I'm happy to be able to share it with each and every one of you guys. So made a phenomenal weekend. Love y'all. We'll see you next week.